Welcome to Education Beat. I'm Ann Vasquez, Executive Director of EdSource. As I record this, just hours ago, it was reported that 19 children and two teachers were killed at an elementary school in Uvalde, Texas. It's the deadliest mass shooting in the United States so far this year. Since the Columbine shooting in 1999, almost 300,000 students have faced gun violence in their schools. According to Education Week's school shooting tracker, just this year, between January and April, there were 23 school shootings in the United States, and California leads the nation in the number of mass shootings in the past 40 years. As students, teachers, and parents look for ways to ensure safety in schools, EdSource's California Student Journalism Corps interviewed students who have survived a school shooting or gun-related threats about how those experiences have impacted them. You'd think of school as a very safe space, but that's not what it is anymore. That's not the reality anymore. Here is this week's Education Beat with host Zadie Stabley. UCLA student Megan Tagami was at home in her apartment on January 31st when she started getting notifications on her phone. Like, don't go to campus tomorrow. There's been um, some threats from a former professor, and I didn't really know what was going on. A former lecturer had sent an 800-page document to dozens of faculty and students and posted videos referencing violence and mass shootings. Classes the next day were moved online. It wasn't clear where the former lecturer was or if he was near campus. I was just very, like, nervous about what was happening, and um, I was very unsettled because of all the uncertainty. The next day, the person who had sent the threats was arrested in Colorado. Still, Megan felt nervous. She had to go to a class on campus the following day. Campus just felt more empty than usual, and it made me feel more unsettled, and I had a lecture from like a large lecture hall, and I remember kind of just feeling a little jumpy and nervous. This is Education Beat, getting to the heart of California schools. I'm Zadie Stavely. This week, how students are dealing with the threat of gun violence. As we were producing this podcast, we heard the news about another school shooting in Texas. My heart is heavy for the at least 19 children who were killed. Their two teachers. All of the wounded. All of those who love them and are now torn apart. It seems to never stop. Children and young people are forced to live with the trauma caused by this ever-present threat from preschool to college. Megan is part of the California Student Journalism Corps, which is a group of college student journalists throughout the state who work together to report and write stories for EdSource. She told her fellow student journalists about what happened at UCLA, how she felt. The group decided to interview other students throughout California about gun violence and threats on campus and how they were affected. Raya Torres is the student journalist who led the project. She's a sophomore at Cal State Long Beach. We realized that there were a lot of students like us who have experiences with a shooting threat or with an actual shooting on their campus. And we wanted to be able to shed light on this very important issue because gun violence doesn't just affect the people who are in active shooter situations. They affect people who are in threats. And to quote one of my sources, 
it's sadly a reality of going to school in the United States. And we thought that it was very important to report on because we didn't think that many people have understood what like the profound impacts that it has on various students. So we wanted to give light to those students whose voices haven't been heard. And we hope that we've been able to do them justice through this story. The student journalists talked with 13 students from colleges across the state in Los Angeles, San Francisco, Santa Barbara, Monterey, and more. They had experienced either threats of gun violence or actual gun violence on school campuses at some point in their lives. So most of the students who we were able to interview survived threats. Threats meaning there have been like possibly text messages sent or tweets posted where students were thinking about doing it and they've put it out on social media so that Um, and police have seen it before something actually occurred. There were other students that have been in actual active shooter situations where they've reported on camp, like while they were on campus, that, okay, there's an active shooter situation, there's a lockdown going on, stay in your place, and they've gone through that. There were other students who were actually involved in those situations where they heard gunshots being fired or they were directly involved with like the threat um, wherein, for example, in one of the the UCLA professor, we were able to get sources who were his students or um, who were in this professor's class and who were sent the email with a threat. As you started seeing the stories that were coming in, the perspectives from the different students around the state, was there anything that sort of stood out to you or surprised you? I think what stood out to me the most was that a lot of them said that they became desensitized to this kind of violence. And it, it broke my heart, it really did, because we used to think that, okay, students have to be just thinking about school. What will their future look like? Um, what do they want to be? And yet, at the back of their minds, they have to keep in mind, okay, what do I do in an active shooter situation? And it's probably one of the farthest things you think about when you're going to be in school. Um, you would think of school as a very safe space, but that's not what it is anymore. That's not the reality anymore. And being the person who took lead on this story and communicating with every reporter, every single meeting that we had when they said, okay, my source said this, and it was remarkable because like every, every single reporter was just, I guess, dumbfounded by just how fresh the experiences were. There are people who had these experiences years ago, but it's very fresh in their minds and they were able to narrate it as if it happened yesterday. And I think that was one thing that we all just realized that this is a this is a very real problem, even if we are grateful that the people that we've interviewed have not been have not been victims of this kind of violence. It's become alarmingly clear that it affects people in one way or another, and they carry these experiences years and possibly decades after it happened. One of the people you interviewed really stood out, Lisa Hogan. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about her? Yes. um, She's a 44-year-old returning student at Merritt College. She was volunteering at an elementary school when there was a police shootout nearby. And she saw how how that impacted the kids who were at that elementary school. The police were having um, some type of pursuit 
and there was alleged there was a gun that was seen and the police started exchanging gun fire with the suspect while they were running right past the school while recess was happening. One of the things that she said to me was that she remembers, she doesn't remember the sights of everything that happened. She remembers the sounds and how chaotic it was and how everyone was panicked and how kids were crying and teachers were telling students to get down on the floor. And the next day when I went back for where I was actually in the classroom with the students, they were really, um, they were traumatized. The students were traumatized. They were scared and they, they heard gunfire. Some of them said they seen fire coming out of the gun. And there were other kids that were like, this happens to me all the time. My uncle shoots his gun all the time. Um, and she was shocked. She was shocked that kids as young as like in second grade and stuff were talking about these things as if they were nothing. And this was the kind of world that they were growing up to be in. And yet it was familiar to Lisa. At the particular time, I lived less than two blocks away from the school. That's why I chose that particular school for my volunteer work. So in that neighborhood, it's common to hear gunfire, to smell gunpowder, and to hear pursuits with the police all the time. Just being from this community and seeing what I personally have experienced as an individual has made me know that I, I'm a, I have seen enough and been through enough here to know that I have PTSD from, at a young age, I've seen people shot. I've seen a lot, not just in my community, within my own household and within family members' households as well, neighborhoods that I frequent. I don't see it in all parts of Oakland, but I see it in the lower income and the more so impoverished neighborhoods more than the ones that are in the well-to-do areas. It makes you look at um, this situation a lot differently because you would think that sometimes when gun violence stories are reported, it's often at a distance where you just think about, oh, I'm so sad this happened to these people. It doesn't, you, it doesn't make you think that this could happen to someone very close to you, very young, or impact people of all ages. Someone as young as second grade, I would think, would know about gun violence. When I was in second grade, I was just thinking about how to do my times tables, and yet they're thinking about this threat. For Raya, the story made her even more committed to becoming a professional journalist after college. Because I've seen how important it is I've had one of my sources tell me that like what I was doing was important because they don't think many people have talked about it enough. And through the story, I've been very motivated to um, pursue other stories like this, bring light to important issues in underrepresented communities like students who have gone through gun violence. As reporters, what are you hoping that people take away from this project? I hope that people can read the stories and for those who've gone through similar experiences, they can relate to it and know that they aren't alone in what they're feeling. We've, we were fortunate enough to get more than a dozen students to talk to us. So anyone who's survived some sort of gun violence or threat can read one of those stories and hopefully find something that they can resonate with. Otherwise, if other students who have not gone through these experiences um, can read the story. I hope that they can 
see that this is something that has affected others and empathize with their experiences. People outside of the student community, I hope that they can read this, especially those who can affect change, affect powerful change, can read it and see that this is something that they can possibly do something about. Because I don't think it's normal at all that people are thinking like the students my age have that at the back of their minds or can't focus on in school just because they have these experiences lingering at the back of their head. Um, so I think people can come away with this reflective of their experiences and the experiences of others and realize that this is something that needs to be addressed. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Education Beat, Getting to the Heart of California Schools, a production of EdSource. You can find the Student Journalism Corps project at edsource.org. Our producer is Kobe McDonald. Special thanks to our guests, Lisa Hogan, Megan Tagami, and Raya Torres, and our director, Anne Vasquez. Our theme music is from Blue Dot Sessions. This episode was brought to you by the College Futures Foundation. I'm Zadie Stavely. Join me next week and subscribe so you don't miss an episode.